0: Time for us to talk parenting and it is that time of the year that parents uh, have to keep their little ones and they're not so little ones entertained until the schools open again in a couple of weeks time and it can be a bit of a challenging time. I saw a tweet the other day from a parent that said um, that their son was on their fourth Danan ice cream for the day, Danan yogurt for the day and they were saying I can't wait for schools to open because... Well, sometimes uh, kids will eat a little bit more when they're at home, particularly when they're bored. And so this morning we're talking about how to make fun out of nothing, Um, because otherwise the festive season is going to be a very long one for you. And I'd like to hear from you if you are a parent about how you are doing with the kids being at home. Are you finding that you're able to keep them entertained? Um, are you struggling to keep them entertained? Are they keeping themselves entertained, perhaps by snacking a little bit more, eating a little bit more, because they're just a little bit understimulated? Let us know how you and the kids are doing on 011 883 0702. Send us your WhatsApps on 0727021702. Joined as always by human potential and parenting expert Nikki Bush. Nikki, a very good morning to you. As always, it's good to have you on the show. Thank you, Gog. lovely to be here. So the festive season can be it's an exciting time, but for parents, it can be a little bit challenging because your kids who are usually either at preschool or school at extramural activities are suddenly at home all day for the, however long the holidays are. And parents then have the work uh, of making sure that their kids remain entertained um, and out of trouble.
1: <laughs> absolutely so yes it's a time when we need to kind of create some family projects and this morning I want to talk about making fun out of nothing in the kitchen mm-hmm. so we're talking cooking and baking you know your kids are naturally curious they should be asking how and I wonder and why you know how how does fudge make get made you know if you're always always buying fudge in the shops, um, that's sugar cookery and that's an experiment and it's science and it's really exciting. Maybe you've never tried making Play-Doh before. It's the school holidays. You've got to keep your kids busy. So maybe a first project for the school holidays is making Play-Doh. So I'm going to direct our listeners today to my toytalk.coza website and go to Nikki's advice and you're going to find um, advice for what to do with your kids for cooking, for crafts, for science, et cetera, and everything we're talking about here, you're going to find on toytalk.coza. So if your kids are not asking how and why, maybe they are spending too much time on a screen. And remember your children are multi-sensory and Mm -hmm. cooking is fantastic because it's about the sense of touch and the sense of taste and the sense of smell. And it's a beautiful way to come together with your children to make memories. And when I think of Christmas, the first thing I think of is my mum's fudge. Christmas is not Christmas without my mother's fudge. Mm -hmm. So she is always committed to making her fudge. And the best thing is to be in the kitchen, of course, when she's made the fudge. Because after she's cut it up and put it in a Tupperware, you get to scrape all the leftovers out of the pot and out of the tray. And that is such a childhood memory. Now, I know not everybody's into high-end cookery, and you don't have to be. You can simply go onto Pinterest today and find hundreds and thousands of of things to do with your kids. So I just punched in ideas for baking with kids. And literally, you know, you are just faced with this beautiful, beautiful visual, um, <clears throat> almost like a vision board. Take your pick, whatever you want to do. So, <clears throat> excuse me, let's let's kick off with talking about um, making the best Play-Doh recipe because Play-Doh, is something you can keep in your kitchen and whether you want your kids to be cooking with you or not, you can whip it out at any time and your kids can be at the kitchen counter playing with Play-Doh and you can be getting on with the chores, whatever you need to do. Now the best Play-Doh is the stuff you cook. So you're going to need two cups of flour, some salt, some cream of tartar, some boiling water and some oil. This recipe has been handed down through my family. I have found it in recipe books as well. And I was in Botswana not long ago with a a grade R teacher. And her husband makes the Play-Doh at the beginning of every term. And the kids in the classroom know it's Rob's Play-Doh. And they can't wait to play with Rob's Mm -hmm. (laughs) Play-Doh. So you mix your dry ingredients together. You add your boiling water and your oil. You need it for five minutes. It's going to be hot. So you need to be around. Um, And you add a few drops of food coloring. So if you make up this recipe, you could break the the dough into three white balls. And then you can make three different colors. You can make a pink. You can make a blue. You can make a green. You store this in an airtight container in the fridge. And so it's quite lovely on a hot summer's day that your kids have this sensory experience with nice, cool Play-Doh. And it's going to last for weeks. And it's the magic of creating something out of flour and water and salt and oil and turning it into something else. Mm -hmm. That's part of the magic of baking. So I would suggest that as a boredom buster, you actually make Play-Doh first up as, a holiday project this weekend. While we're on the topic of dough, a lovely thing to make over this festive time of the year are stained glass biscuits. So you make a a dough, a biscuit dough, and then you do cutouts. So, you know, you've got flowers and stars and hearts and whatever it is that you're making with your cookie cutters. Then you cut a hole in the middle and you crush up Boiled sweets. And you sprinkle those into the hole. And then, when you bake these in the oven, of course, the boiled sweets will melt. And it creates like this glassy, stained glass look. You could also make a hole before you bake in the top of the cookie so that you can actually thread some ribbon or string through it. And then your kids can hang these actually on the Christmas tree as Christmas decorations. We must never underestimate the satisfaction that children get out of making
0: things themselves and then having them on show. Mm. And starting with, you know, the thing didn't exist, you then make it yourself in that sense of, I guess, achievement, like you made this. Um, and
1: manifestation,
0: mm -hmm. you know. And I think that, you know,
1: that word manifestation is such an interesting one because... Baking and cooking is quite a magical thing. It's science, but there's also magic. And children love anything that changes state. And it's summer. So why don't you make um, things like uh, different flavored ice cubes? That's a simple one that's not going to cost much money at all. So you could make something sweet. You could make something sour. You could just take fruit juice and freeze fruit juice and and put sticks into those ice cubes. Children love things like that. It really doesn't take a lot to stimulate children and hold their interest. And then something so easy would be to go and buy a bag of marshmallows and some cooking chocolate, melt the cooking chocolate, Get your kids to dip the marshmallows into the cooking chocolate and then have different things that they can roll the marshmallows in. The dipped marshmallows, like um, <clears throat> chopped peanuts, or sprinkles, or hundreds and thousands, or even Smarties. They can stick Smarties on the outside of their marshmallow pops. Now, how easy is that? Mm. No cooking required, just a microwave and a bit of chocolate. So it doesn't have to be fancy. Then let's look at bread. What can you do with bread? You were mentioning how children are always hungry. Yes. And they are. And you will find your children asking <clears throat> for more more food than normal because when they're at school, they don't ask you because you packed the lunchbox. <laughs> now they're at home, maybe you should get your kids into a habit Of creating a little lunchbox for themselves in the morning so anything that's in the lunchbox of course they can have they don't have to ask for so how about creating and baking and cooking things that can go into that lunchbox so the bread thing because this is going to fill them up is you can help them or teach them how to make shape sandwiches so let's think of a piece of bread a piece of bread is either square or rectangular. And this is where you can do simple maths with your children, of course, because you can teach them geometry and shapes. So for the preschooler, you can be cutting your sandwiches into triangles or cut them into squares or get out your cookie cutters. And now you can cut hearts out of bread. So you can make your sandwich and then they can use their cookie cutters to cut out shapes from their sandwiches. Just a little bit of fun, just a little bit of flair, something that makes them interested and excited. And then the ultimate for me would be sushi sandwiches. Now, sushi sandwiches are just fantastic because we go back to the multi-sensory nature of children. Mm -hmm. So you use fresh bread, must be rectangular, get some mayonnaise or mashed avocado or some butter, you need some grated cheese, some ham or tuna mayonnaise. You need a breadboard, a rolling pin, and a bread knife and a spreading knife. And what you do is you place a piece of bread on the chopping board and you cut off the crusts. Then you give your child the rolling pin and they get to roll it over the bread. So they're squishing it. They're flattening it out. You know how careful we are when we buy bread. We don't want it to be squashed in the shopping bags. And now you can show your children why you don't want bread to be squashed because when you squeeze bread together, it does, it does densify. So you get them to roll out that piece of bread, you flatten it out, then you give them butter or mayonnaise or um, mashed avo and you spread that over. Then you place a piece of ham on top of that. Then they can grate some cheese and you put a thin layer of grated cheese on top of that. Don't overfill, um, and then you carefully roll up that bread, and once it's rolled up, now you use the bread knife knife to cut sushi-sized pieces, and of course, they can see all the layers in that spiral, and that's part of what makes them so fascinated with making their own lunch sushi-style, so sushi-style sandwiches. Isn't that fun?
0: mm And it sounds like for me, one of the great things about all of these activities is they almost also require kids to focus and wait. So if you're going to make any of these things, whether it is the Play-Doh, the stained glass biscuits, um, the sushi bread, it does require a bit of time. You have to wait. And Um, effort. Yeah, and effort. So which I think is also such a, a great thing because when they're at school, they are, you know, concentrating they are putting in a lot of effort in whatever activity it is and then suddenly that I guess routine is gone when they're at home but activities like these see, while not in the same way as they would need to at school, it still requires them to focus and put and in to follow a methodology. Mm.
1: Yes. So there's a method. So what we're doing when we're cooking is we're teaching kids about delayed gratification. We're also teaching them to follow a method one, two, three. So there are Steps in order to get where you need to go, just like with everything in life. Cooking is such a beautiful metaphor for life and for success. And of course, you need to do them in the right order. Otherwise, it doesn't work out the right way. You were talking about uh, delayed gratification. And I think that jelly is always the ultimate when it comes to teaching kids delayed gratification. Mm. Because jelly takes three hours to set. It's also magical because it changes state. So jelly comes out of a packet in a granulated form, a little bit like sugar, and kids love to lick jelly powder. My favorite was when my mum used to give us a packet of jelly powder and we used to be able to pour it into our the palm of our hands and lick it. Because it's a little bit like sherbet, it it tastes sweet and sour, and it's that gritty sugar and um so that's just an activity you can do with jelly. But what you can really do for Christmas Day, which is going to take much time and effort with your children, is to create rainbow jelly or layered jelly, where you buy three or four different colors of jelly or different flavors of jelly. And each layer has to set for three hours before you can make the next one. So they learn how to make jelly how to measure the hot water, the cold water, and the fact that you must stir the liquid until the sugar is completely dissolved. Otherwise, you get gritty jelly. Mm. So it's important that you stir it for long enough. And it doesn't take long, but they can see that it, it gradually dissolves. And then you pour it into a dish, stick it into the fridge. Three hours later, put a timer on. Children work very well with timers for the school holidays where you can put a timer on and say, Right. Let's when when the jelly's set at three hours and the timer goes off, then we're going to make the next layer. Timers are also good for um, for children, like they go and you tell them they can go and watch TV for half an hour, and then after that, they need to go and build a puzzle for half an hour, and you can put the timer on. And when the half hour is finished, when the buzzer goes off. Then you move on to The next activity, which Mm -hmm. is coloring in for 20 minutes, set the timer to 20 minutes. So teach them how timers work, whether those timers are on a cell phone or a good old-fashioned egg timer fascinates children. Go into a kitchen shop. Go and buy yourself one of those those ones with a dial. They think these old-fashioned things are actually, they're very retro. And once again, it feeds the fascination of how does it work. And they can always check how long to go. So egg timers, good idea. So rainbow jelly, of course, elicits this beautiful ooh and ah effect when it comes to the dinner table for desserts. Because you've got all these different colored layers. You can also add a little bit of cream instead of the cold water to the jelly to make a creamy layer. I love having the creamy layers in between the clear clear layers. And something you can do to teach your children to be resourceful, because resourcefulness is a fantastic skill, is to go through your pantry and have a look at what you've got rather than going out and necessarily buying new ingredients. And I did a little list um, of what I've got sitting in my freezer. And you should keep things like nuts and seeds in your freezer so they don't go rancid. And I've got a big packet of giant peanuts sitting in my freezer. So what do you do? You get cooking chocolate or baking chocolate. You melt that up and you throw in the peanuts to make peanut clusters. And those are fantastic after-dinner treats or after-lunch treats for the school holidays. So what have you got sitting in your pantry or your fridge or your freezer that you need to use up and show your children how to be resourceful, um, how to use up what you have.
0: Andre sends quite an interesting WhatsApp message and says the timers, the one that you were talking about, the egg timers, he says, I would also say timers are the best way to avoid multitasking. So if you say, you know, you're doing the jelly until the timer or you're doing this particular thing until the timer, it does also, again, help with focus because, Uh, You're you're essentially saying Focus on this one thing And at the end of it You can then do the other thing You're interested in
1: 100%
0: Or you're
1: going to do uh, Do something with me For the next 20 minutes And then we are going shopping And then when we come back We are going to make something To give to granny You know children must get into The gifting thing Of gifting Making gifts to show their gratitude it's a beautiful thing to do and making chocolates and truffles and marshmallows and things like that not difficult to do I thought marshmallows were, were difficult until I made them and they were actually fairly easy mm-hmm. uh, and making chocolates with chocolate molds um, dead easy to do they don't take a lot of time they do take focus and effort and how beautiful to package those up in some cellophane with ribbon, and for your child to go and give those to their auntie, or to their granny, or to a friend who's been maybe giving them lifts to school to say thank you and show gratitude. And it's the it's the reaction that your children get from those people that will stimulate them to want to do those kinds of activities again.
0: Mm. And so if parents are looking for more ideas on how to make fun out of nothing and keep children engaged, stimulated, interested over the next couple of weeks of the holidays, where can they go? They can go to toytalk.coza,
1: look under Nikki's advice and there you're going to find all sorts of activities to do with your children and most of the ingredients that you're going to need for these, whether they're science experiments, craft activities or cooking activities, you should have in your home. That's why I call them making fun out of nothing activities because they're not going to break the bank either.
0: Nikki, as always, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time this morning. It's a great pleasure, girls. Take care. Thank you very much. That's our human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush, talking to us about how to keep kids entertained this festive season. If you are a parent and the kids are now at home, I'd like to know how you are doing with keeping the kids uh, entertained. Are you winning? And if you are, how are you doing it? And if not, uh, what is happening? If you're struggling with keeping them entertained, uh, how how is everyone in the house doing? How are you doing? out uh, with your kids that are just a little bit understimulated and looking for a little bit of entertainment